Thrill Me. This show is part of the Thrill Me Podcast Network. Experience more on Facebook and YouTube. It's time for the Mr. Wonderful Show. Here's your host, Mr. Wonderful. Hey, welcome in everybody to another episode of the Mr. Wonderful Show. Happy to be with you this week. Thank you for listening wherever you are listening. And if you haven't done it yet, hit the subscribe button. We are on all streaming platforms. So if you listen on Spotify, hit subscribe, rate and review. Listening on Apple, hit subscribe, rate, review. You get the idea. Also, you can head right now to getamazonmusic.com backslash hunterspod. That gets you unlimited music. Well, it gets you three months of free music on us. Just use Get. AmazonMusic.com backslash Haunters Pod. Three months free, limited time offer. Do that right now and get signed up for Amazon Music. I use Amazon Music. I love listening to Amazon Music. It's where I get my workout playlist on. Been doing a ton of Limp Bizkit re-listening as well as Evanescence, Corn, pretty much everything from my childhood. Definitely been going heavy on that right now. Uh, But yeah, Amazon Music, you can get it right now. We actually have that link in the notes to this show. So if you're listening, just click the link in your show notes and you can sign up and get Amazon Music for free for those first three months on us uh, and Haunter's Podcast, where you could still listen to the big reveal episode where Halloween Horror Nights dropped everything. So we talked all of that. Uh, There's a new Haunter's Podcast that's going to be coming out. Uh, over the weekend next Monday for all of you to check out. Uh, If you're a part of the Throw Me Podcast Network's Patreon, well, you'll be able to hear last week's Haunters Podcast, the Patreon edition, which is chock full of so much more content, so much more foul language, so much more craziness that happened on this past past week's episode. But yeah, if you also haven't done it, Throw Me Podcast Net. That's where you can go. Uh, There's a Facebook page. There's an Instagram. There is the Patreon. There is the YouTube. You can check out Review It Rob. He's got his Wednesday trailer reaction video up on YouTube. And that's not the only thing on YouTube. Zach, Review It Rob, Tombstone Josh, they are dominating the YouTube. And you can find this show there as well. So, yeah, with that being said, let's get into it. There is a ton of news to get to. We're going to get to some of the big things like uh, Matt Reeves signing his huge overall deal with Warner Brothers, uh, as well as video game news. Yeah, we're going to talk a little video game news, Halloween kill news. But I do want to start, actually, before I hit record, Hulu has dropped their first teaser for Hellraiser. And it is really just exactly what a teaser should do. It held back any actual footage, and it just teased with the famous franchise... Uh, you know, logo coming across that something's coming and we get a brief glimpse of the new pinhead. Uh, That's no doubt when we actually see our new pinhead, that's bound to whip fans into a frenzy, uh, whether good or bad, just simply by virtue of this is a franchise film. But I have a feeling, and from what I gather, it should live up to the standards of the original, as well as a few of its more respectable sequels. But by all accounts, uh, this Hellraiser remake should help restore the property to its former 
disturbing, uncomfortable, horrific heights. And I'm pretty excited for it. This teaser, like, you know, I, I, I forgot that this was coming out in October, but Hulu did a great job. They did a really good job with Prey. You can go back and listen to my review on that from two weeks ago. I'm excited for this. It's coming out again in October, perfect for Halloween. But yeah, this 15-second teaser that gives the brief glimpses of the new pinhead really did do its job and, and teased me and got me excited. Another thing I got really excited for was, according to Variety, there's a new spin on an old classic in the works at Disney+. Plus. They're in the process right now of developing a live-action King Kong series that's differing from the King Kong stories that we've known, also from the MonsterVerse saga that we've seen over at Warner Brothers and Legendary. So this is something totally different, but what really excited me as well is that James Wan's Atomic Monsters are behind this as well. So Disney's not really going to be doing much of the Kong origin story, it doesn't seem like. Uh, it just seems like they're going to really kind of have a sterilized drama that's going to be more focused on the giant ape's origins on Skull Island as opposed to everything else we've seen kind of in theaters so far. So uh, this could be pretty cool and really fun. I, You know, I as, as HBO Max continues to move away from scripted programming and stuff like that, although maybe not. We'll talk about that here in just a moment when we get to the Matt Reeves stuff, but it's cool to see Disney Plus continuing to move forward. I love King Kong. I'm a big fan of the monster stuff, King Kong, Godzilla. It's why I've I've enjoyed the MonsterVerse that's been going on at the uh, Warner Brothers side of things, but Disney jumping in on this, James Wan production team behind it. I'm a huge James Wan fan. Insidious franchise, which the latest Insidious film uh, finished production, well, finished filming, so that's heading to its post-production now. But love the Insidious franchise, the Conjuring franchise. Uh, you know, many people that weren't into the horror, they got introduced to James Wan through The Fast and the Furious when he handled uh, the last one with Paul Walker in it. He's also done the Aquaman movie, uh, well, movies as the sequel eventually coming out, but... I like this. I'm excited for this. It's it seems pretty it seems pretty cool and I did see that it looks like they got some pretty good talent on board behind the camera besides just James Wan coming on as an executive producer. Uh the show is going to be written and as well produced as well by Stephanie Folsom who recently developed the 80s teen sci-fi comics Paper Girls for Prime Video. Uh, Folsom is also a producer for The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, co-wrote Toy Story 4. So, and Disney branded television is going to produce. So there's going to be some money behind this. There's going to be some star power behind this. I'm very excited for this real journey into King Kong on Skull Island as opposed to, you know, bringing them to Manhattan and all of that. There just isn't a release date for this yet, but knowing that they're working on something is is pretty exciting for sure. So uh, I'm curious to see what comes out of that. Now, speaking of the Batman and Warner Brothers, like I did a minute ago, um, it, it looks like Warner Brothers has finally made one decision that a lot of people can agree with, and that is they have handed director Matt Reeves 
a huge overall deal with the company. This has now guaranteed the fact that the Batman 2 with Robert Pattinson will be happening and moving forward. I did also see that as far as his spinoff television show stuff is concerned, and those shows being the, uh, uh, what was it again? He's doing the Penguin spinoff and the Arkham Asylum show as well. Those are still in development. Well, Arkham Asylum is in development. Penguin series uh, is much closer to actually rolling cameras. But in any event, Matt Reeves is going to spend so much time in the Batverse. He probably wouldn't have much time elsewhere right now, but it's at least an investment into something where we really haven't gotten that from Zasloff and the rest of the the team over there at Warner Brothers Discovery. We've just seen a lot of the, this is getting cut, this is getting cut, we're removing Sesame Street, we're canceling this animated show, we're deleting all the Batgirl stuff from the server to where the creators can't even get into the system anymore and save anything that they worked on. Like, it's at least something. And it's a little bit of positivity. Uh, And this is coming from the guy that, you know, recently did the Planet of the Apes trilogy. Uh, So... For him to be given the overall deal, it's it's pretty good stuff here. It, it's it's something again. It is something that we haven't gotten from HBO, from Warner Brothers, Discovery. It's it's a little bit of an investment into the creatives, into the people that make this stuff work. Now, I still don't really have a lot of faith in Zasloff and what's going on over there but but it's something maybe maybe we're beyond the point of all the negative with Warner Brothers Discovery and we're going to start now seeing what the actual plan is what their movement forward is cuz again you know listen i get it he's a new new chain of command over there so they're they're now implementing their goals and what they want but everything's been pretty negative so far that it's nice to have a positive it's nice to have a win and something that I think we can all agree on here. Listen, the the Batman movie with Robert Pattinson was really good. There are a lot of people that I, I know who were very much like, wait, they cast the Twilight guy for this? That now are sitting here telling everybody this is the best thing ever. This is so good. This is one of the best Batman movies. He's such a great Bruce Wayne Batman. Yeah, it, no, no duh. I've said it from the beginning. Robert Pattinson, if you watch anything he's done outside of Twilight, really good actor. Really good actor. So I felt he was going to pull it off, and I gave a review of the Batman. You can go back and hear that many, many episodes ago when it came out. I did a spoiler conversation about it as well. So I was a big fan of it. I love that like year one look at Bruce Wayne, Batman, a.k.a. more so Batman, who has not figured out how to be Bruce Wayne yet. So I'm very excited to see where the Batman 2 goes, where these TV series go. There's no release date on the Batman 2, but again, Matt Reeves has now been given that overall look and has been given the deal by HBO Max, so the Penguin series is a go. Arkham is still looking like a go right now, and the Batman 2 is definitely going to be a go, so we're going to get to see, and and Matt Reeves has talked about how he had this whole plan in place, so we're, we're seeing that investment in that, and that is... Uh, in my opinion, a very, very good thing to see. Now, before we get to the last two bits of news that I have, uh, I did want to say uh, I'm, I'm kind of stealing this from from Tombstone Josh, who does the Metal Groove every Monday. But I thought this was pretty cool because there is a song right now 
from 19 or 19 years ago, I should say, uh, that has now hit number one on the iTunes chart. Uh, and yeah, yeah, Evanescence, Bring Me to Life, certified jam when it came out in 2003, but 19 years later, it is now hit number one on iTunes. And the reason behind that, nobody's quite sure. It's not like Stranger Things or anything like that, where Kate Bush is sitting in the top five on the Billboard Hot 100 right now because of the Stranger Things effect. <laughs> Bring Me to Life wasn't featured there. Was it anything like that? But I guess on Monday on Hurdle, which is similar to Wordle, there there was a brief snippet of the song used, so they were the answer to the Monday's Hurdle. Uh, also, the song is currently only sitting at 69 cents on sale on iTunes, so maybe that's helping it. Uh, and they could be getting more exposure. They've been out on tour with Korn all summer long. I've seen a lot of stuff. I, th- I think I've sent Josh some of the Jonathan Davis, Amy Lee stuff if I haven't. Sorry, Josh. Uh, but there's just no explanation to it, but I'm cool with it. I'm into the fact that Bring Me to Life by Evanescence, 19 years later, I, and again, I, I said it at the start when you could sign up for the Amazon Music I legit saw this story today. I was jamming out to that album in the gym yesterday. So just another reason to throw it back on the workout playlist for sure. Uh, Now, another bit of news yesterday that dropped that I thought was very, very cool. Uh, We'll start we'll we'll start with this one first. And that is. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. If you've been to Halloween Horror Nights, if you've listened to Haunter's podcast, if you've, well, just seen any 80s classic horror films, there's a chance you've experienced Killer Clowns from Outer Space. But now, uh, even if you've never seen the movie, I I do recommend one going and watching it. But this news caught me totally by surprise because I was enjoying delicious tea from my killer clowns from outer space giant coffee mug that I got from spirit Halloween last year. And just the power of cult classics and the eighties, because it is now being turned into a video game that's going to be available on all video game platforms. So PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox one, Xbox series, you will be able to play this game and it's very similar to that of the Friday the 13th video game in multiplayer. um, You're going to be going up against the killer clowns. Like it sounds, you could choose from five classes of killer clowns and humans, uh, each with their own class and abilities that you unlock by leveling up. Humans share a pool of multiple respawns per match. So communication to beat back the clowns is key. It just looks like a really fun game, and I love the fact uh, that the Killer Clowns are having their day in the sun again, you know? I mean, come on. They're having their moment. An 88 low-budget cult classic. The film made by a couple of brothers, not available. It wasn't available. This is wild to think. It wasn't available on VHS or DVD until 2001. Uh, and as I mentioned, it became something that was done at Universal Studios, Halloween Horror Nights, Hollywood, and uh, Universal Florida. It's coming back to Hollywood this year. 
There have been various Funko Pops. I mentioned the Spirit Halloween mug I got last year. They're always featured there. And their merch sells out really quickly. That was the thing. I got that Killer Clowns mug like the second week Spirit Halloween was open. When I went back like two weeks later, the Killer Clown stuff was all out. So, oof. Also, fun fact about that movie, comedian Christopher Titus, that was his first movie role. Yeah. And the most expensive prop in the movie, nothing to, none of the rubber mask or anything like that for the clowns. It was the popcorn shooting gun. That ran them seven grand for the film. So, Killer Clowns from Outer Space coming to a video game console near you uh, next year. And yeah, I'm really, really excited for this. I don't traditionally talk video games on this show, but this was a video game announcement that I'm like, listen, if you have not liked the Throw Me Podcast Net YouTube page yet, you're going to want to go do that because I guarantee you, uh, one, there's the Spooktacular 4 coming, which is going to have a Friday the 13th live stream that night, and then a bunch of uh, the first video version of this show is going to be dropping as well. Uh, So that's going to be October 7th, October 8th, where uh, it's crazy to think, but Zach and myself, we've been doing Haunters Podcast along with Brooke uh, for four years. So four years, the Throw Me Podcast Network been running for about half a year now, but but, uh, Review, Robin, Tombstone, Josh, they've been there with us for the four-year ride uh, and them being a part of it. So Spooktacular 4, not just a Haunters podcast thing, now a Thrill Me podcast network thing. Uh, And that's going to be fun. But I guarantee you after Killer Clowns from Outer Space, the game comes out. You're going to see Zach, myself, Rob, and probably many others as well uh, playing that on the YouTubes. Now, the last bit of news this week uh, Halloween Ends is going to be hitting theaters October 14th. This is the final film in the Laurie Strode versus Michael Myers uh, saga that we've gotten here in the Halloween franchise. But the thing is, is you aren't just going to be able to see this in movie theaters because in what I'm going to call a surprise move, and I'm calling it a surprise move because we have not had this happen really in a year now. But Halloween Ends will have a day and date release to theaters and to the streaming service Peacock. The previous film, Halloween Kills, in 2021, it did the same thing. It debuted in theaters the same day it did on Peacock. But as was said in the video, because they they rolled Jamie Lee Curtis out in a video, how they announced it and all of that. And as she pointed out, and and as I said when I first saw this news, because when I saw this, I was like, hold up. Last year, we were we were in the middle of a pandemic. Yes, we are still in a pandemic right now. We are not out of a pandemic. It is not officially over. But as a society, we have progressed to the point where even the CDC has rolled back things like social distancing and stuff like that. So we're back to pretty much pre-pandemic life. No movies have been doing the day and date release thing. It's either we're coming out where you get the streaming service and can watch us, you pay for the video on demand to watch us, or we're going to theaters and you come to theaters to watch us. But here comes Halloween ends and they're saying going to do the day and date. And that means the free ad supported version will not carry the film though which I feel is different from last year because I cannot recall and I couldn't find anything on that where if last year it was a part of the pay-for-only part, but 
you have to have a paid subscription. So Peacock Premium or Peacock Plus, the ad-supported version, will not carry the film. But it's uncertain how cinema owners are going to react. Historically, they they don't play well with this. And they went along with it a lot last year because of what the situation was. But where the situation is this year, I don't know how happy they're going to be with Universal for this and and Blumhouse as well. Because, you know, it's not just Universal a part of the distribution. It's Blumhouse as well that's a part of this. So I don't know how they're going to react to that. I'm curious to see what that happens because, again, we're not in the height of the pandemic anymore. Attitudes are much different in 2022 than they were in October of 2021. So uh, I'm curious to see what happens with all of that. Uh, But in this third and final installment, we do get to see the final confrontation between Jamie Lee Curtis, Laurie Strode, uh, and Michael Myers, which uh, does see Nick Castle return us uh, in the role as well. So I'm... I'm not a big fan of it, and and especially considering the fact that they did roll Jamie Lee Curtis out at CinemaCon earlier this year, and CinemaCon is is the big, you know, hey, theater owners, this is, look at all the stuff we're bringing to you, look at how excited you should get because we're bringing business to you, and she showed up and she gave a shout out to seeing the movie on the big screen, and and all of that, so it really is going to be interesting to see what happens and how theaters respond to this. I don't think theaters are going to say we're not showing your film because even last year when they did this, Halloween made a ton of money at the box office. And they Jamie Lee Curtis points that out in the video as well where she says what we learned last year is a lot of people want to go to the theaters to scream, but a lot of people want to stay home and scream as well. I remember the theater having the bigger numbers then at home yeah at home drew some some views but i don't know and 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 according to the latest earnings disclosure back in july comcast said that peacock had 13 million paid subscribers 28 million active monthly accounts and they took a 467 million loss related to peacock last quarter that's up from 363 million in the year ago quarter so you know, maybe this is their way of trying to recoup and not take this loss. But a lot of these companies are going to be taking losses on streamers. I, I I talked about it not too long ago, a few episodes back, and and maybe we'll do a whole episode diving into the streaming thing. But it was when the the Warner Brothers Discovery merger was happening, and we really dove into the whole like uh, what it means with everything going on. I think what a lot of these companies are learning is that people aren't really spending or shelling out the way that they thought. Everybody jumped in on what was Netflix. And yes, I understand that for the first time ever, streaming services have numbers-wise, they they beat basic cable for the first time ever. Uh, You know, things like Stranger Things, uh, HBO Max with the, the House of the Dragon release and all of that. Yeah. The numbers are there, streaming is there, but I don't. I think these companies are starting to realize the profit they thought they were getting from it is not the profit that they're going to see. So there's a lot to keep an eye on when it comes to Halloween ends and 
hitting Peacock and the day and date release. Uh, again, I'm really shocked that that was a thing. I'm not a fan of it. It's not going to dissuade me from seeing the movie or anything like that, but you can see it at home if you want to, or you can do what I'm going to do and that's see it in theaters, or you can do what Jamie Lee Curtis said, and that's see it in theaters, watch it at home, go see it in theaters again, then watch it again at home. Uh, because she's hyping up that this is a film that was made for for us and us the fans and we're going to love it and all that stuff. So, I mean, hell, last year I did go see uh, Halloween Kills in theaters and then I watched it in the gym doing my cardio workouts like over a three-day period. So, you know, who knows? It's it's going to work out for them. It's, it's a franchise that's going to draw. I'll put it that way. I just don't like the idea of the day and date release since we are now beyond that portion of really the pandemic. So that'll do it for this week. Uh, Thank you guys so much for hanging out again. Like, subscribe, rate, review, share the show, and go check out the link in the show description as well if you want to get three months of Amazon Music for free on us. Uh, Just sign up and you know, listen, again, you get it for three months, you can cancel, but you get the three months for free and you help out through me podcast network along the way. So thank you all so much. Uh, until next week, peace and love. Peace.